Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network, our weekly news podcast that discuss news that interest us from the past week. This is for the week of March 5th, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we have reached the big 250, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you like this, the universe, I don't think, wanted this to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Everything went wrong today. I had a fuck. I had a fucked up day. I was an hour late, and then something's wrong with my internet. Skype wasn't working, so I had to go get my phone. My phone wasn't charged. So I had to find a charger. The first charger I found was broke. <laughs> One broke yesterday, by the way. Oh Jesus! Went and found another charger. Charged that up. I had to install Skype because I didn't have it on my phone. And he's not using uh, his window phone, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm on the Android, but um. Yeah, so, so, so I'm just on some skull candy earbuds, right. keeping it real. So, <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that um, the way uh, this we must have been on doing something right for this to kind of for all of this all of this negativity to be happening. That's what right. I'm thinking. Right. Because they hate on you when you're doing it right. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we reached this uh, big 250 milestone, which is kind of funny because, like, I still remember, like, you know, the beginning, <laughs> sitting on my, you, you on my couch, me at my desk, <laughs> recording this shit. Mm-hmm. I know we used to do... Uh, used to be hopped up on sugar on that- from donuts. <laughs> Yep. You see it on the dining room table, too. Oh, yeah, when we got the area mic. And, yeah. And every time we recorded, we went to Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> and got food. Because, <laughs> yeah, 
that's that's how professionals do it. I mean, you'll hear people saying that they go to like these restaurants. No, they don't. No. Fuck all that. You're right. <laughs> we ain't about that life. Also, it was the only place within walking distance. <laughs> right. We did, and I used to I take we, the city bus to his house. <laughs> and I, and I, I think we did Darby's like once or twice when it was there. Oh, yeah. We would get breakfast and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good times, man. Yeah. I'm about, what, almost seven years ago. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. Why are we why are we still doing this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just fall into a habit and you just kind of keep going with it. Right? That's really what happens, you know. Nobody does anything out of necessity. It's just like, eh, just all right, this is what we're doing. All right, we're just do well, that. Someone way. someone asked me at work one time. They're like, "Why do you do a podcast?" And I thought for a second I went, "I, I always do a podcast." <laughs> That's and the they answer. go, well, they go, yeah, but why do you do it? And I'm like, because it's what I do on Sunday night. <laughs> like, I didn't understand the question. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, to me, I count, to me, I count it as hanging out with my homie. Right. So, I don't know. Why do you <laughs> hang out with your friends, bitch? Mind your own business. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, this is our equivalent of hanging out and getting drunk like you do. So, you know. Right. <laughs> but we're, we don't have that nasty hangover when we wake up for work the next day. I mean, sometimes, you know. Well, yeah. but Depends on the day, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So one cool thing for uh, next week's show, somebody's coming back out to L.A. for, for the day. Yeah, motherfucker. So... My uh, oldest daughter's spring break is next next week, and um, had to remember when the podcast came out. Like, <laughs> nah. oh yeah, um, <laughs> so she's gonna spend it with her abuelita, her grandmother, or whatever. And um, I'm like, fuck it, I'm a tag along. Cause my wife's like, well, I'm gonna be there overnight, and then we're I'm leaving on Friday night, and then I'm just gonna sleep during the day. And hang out with my mother a little bit and then I'm gonna leave on um Saturday night. I said, Well shit, I might as well go, you know, keep her company and then also get that record on. Right. So So that should be cool. That should be a lot of fun finally getting to do another show. Been about what? Less than a year since the last time you came out? Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed originally. I was supposed to be coming out there a lot. <laughs> yeah, that because that didn't work out Adam, so well. Yeah. Adam was trying to date uh my sister-in-law, my homie Adam was trying to date my sister-in-law and that didn't work out. Uh, so <laughs> last time you were uh, out, last time you were out here we we saw that's when you first saw Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. the first one. Yeah. I'd only seen the second one. I didn't realize it. <laughs> which was kind of funny. <laughs> Reverse so it's kind, it's kind of shit. crazy. It's kind of crazy, and I, I noticed that uh, Steve was looking at me funny because we're watching this old-ass movie that everyone's seen, and I'm laughing at it like I'm at the theater for the first time. <laughs> you know? Right. But that just shows how timeless of a movie that is. Right, exactly, you know? I would say Eddie Murphy at his prime, you know? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so that should be fun. So we'll be able, actually be able to uh, record a, a full show, you know, here at the lair. Um, so... One thing I actually did this, <laughs> I don't know, this week has been just kind of weird as like, like work was just like busy and I was just kind of like, you know, a lot of work going on. And then like by Friday I was like, 
yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna go to Fry's. I'm feeling, you know, you feel. I got paid, so I was like, I was feeling a little, little depressed. So I was like, I'll just go and, you know, go, you know, depressed shopping. <laughs> you know, you just buy shit. You, you know, you may not really all really need. You just kind of want. Um. So, I went out there and I bought um a pair of a new pair of uh, headphones for editing and stuff like that. Not USB connection because I don't really need a gaming headset anymore. Right, and then uh, USB but, USB connections is the shittiest one though. If you can get three point five, you're good to go. Yeah, and uh, so I got that. Bought Doctor Strange, um, and uh, a couple other things. But what I wanted to start doing was I wanted to start using my iPad for when we do our when we do our other shows, uh, Cheap Seats of the Away Team, because a lot of times I like to watch them on the big TV in the living room. But because I have my laptop. I don't usually like using the on-screen keyboard for the iPad. Um, so what I ended up doing was buying this uh, Osmart Tech uh, Bluetooth keyboard. And it came with a couple of different, but I like it. I go, ah, this looks like a Mac kind of one. And, you know, it'll work fine with the, um, work fine with my iPad. Bluetooth connection, easy to set up. So, um so I used that when I did the show notes for the away team episode this week. And um, a little weird, a little weird kind of getting used to it because it doesn't have that like smack that, you know, all the other traditional keyboards have, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, um, but actually it worked pretty good. There was a couple of moments where it kind of lagged, but anytime you're not hardwired in it, there's always that little lag, you know. Anytime you're using an Apple product, um, <laughs> these things will happen, you know, so. Right, <laughs> right just an Apple product. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it actually worked pretty good for 25 bucks. It was actually, you know, you know, functioned pretty well. I mean, I, I had no real problems with it, except just like I said, a little bit of the lag, but it wasn't like I was, you know, you know, like live casting you know this whole thing so it actually worked pretty well i i thought it was a pretty good um a pretty good product for 25 bucks you know i've spent more on less so <laughs> straight up <laughs> so logic you know you know logic takes the way to fucking go though with yeah. it with the little shit you know what i mean yeah. so yeah so i thought that was pretty cool so how's the d how's oh, the, so uh, 2ds going so my 2DS is dope as fuck. <laughs> I already de- I already decided um, that I want to up. Well, first of all, we want to get all the kids uh, 2DSs because right. it's just so dope, you know. And um, it's it would be cooler too since I have so many children. Instead of them all trying to like I want to play the Xbox, you know, they'll have something they could do on their bed or whatever. Right. Um, and it's one more thing I can take away when they when they fuck it up, right. you know. Um, but I did decide, as much as I'm loving the 2DS, I did decide I'm, I'm going to upgrade to a 3DS um, when the budget allows, mm-hmm. only because my old eyes need slightly bigger screens. <laughs> like after playing on it for a while, I'm like, uh, like my eyes get kind of tired because it's the they're they're not super small, but they're the size of a normal 3DS, right? And not the three. I want to get the XL motherfucker because you know we large <laughs> and in charge. So, um, but it's dope as fuck. I kicked it old school, so I went. I went to a GameStop. I'm looking at the games. First of all, 3DS or 2DS or whatever, the games they don't drop in price. No, 
like they got games from the DS that are still fucking thirty five bucks. And and I looked it up on my phone when I was there, and I'm like, why are fucking these games so? I actually asked Google a question, <laughs> <laughs> and and I it got to a forum that says because people buy them, and I'm like, well, that makes sense, you know. So as if I I didn't want to spend anything more than I was looking to get something super cheap. Like I had a little spare ten bucks. I was just gonna get some because I'm like. I just got the system. I just got um, Ocarina of Time with it and Mario Kart. I don't need to buy an expensive game right now, you know. Right. Um, so I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I see all the way at the top, they have uh, their downloadable games. So they just they just sell you the code. Right. And then you can go to the Nintendo eShop and you can download a game. And they had like Pokemon Red and fucking Blue, like super old school. I'm like, get <laughs> out of here. Um, and then I saw fucking... One has to be one of my favorite Zelda titles ever made. And a lot of people never played it. It came out in 1998. Uh, it was Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy Color. Oh, wow. I don't even yeah. I don't even remember that game. So this fucking thing, I love this game. It's, it's a traditional, top-down, very much in the vein of uh, Link to the Past. Um, in style and, and stuff like that and kind of like the puzzles and how it works. Um, and it's just really cool. It's a cutesy little story. You got to wake this fucking big bird or something to stop some bad thing. Typical Zelda shit. <laughs> but the cool thing about it was is it has nothing to do with Ganon, the main villain. Like, Because back then, the Game Boy games were offshoots. They were something different. You know, they weren't part of the main line. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my wife's like, you get this fucking game. You already got um, Ocarina of Time. I'm like, well, this is old school, old school. So I'm going to get this and, and check it out. Because Ocarina of Time is old school. But Game Boy Color is fucking super old school. Like, <laughs> we're, we're going back. So um, And it's so cool because they kept everything original. It, it's that weird, like, it only has the colors of the rainbow Game Boy Color style. Right. You know, that's kind of dope. It almost looks like a um, paint by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the cool thing is, when you're playing something like the older the older games, they're played within what's called the virtual console. Oh, yeah. So the touchscreen obviously isn't being used, um, but for the game. But what it is used for is you can save at any point. It's just it's just uh, um, it saves a uh, makes a save point. So I don't have to do it. It doesn't fucking I don't have to find the save point right. or save and then i'm going to start at the beginning of the of the dungeon nope i hit make save point and i start exactly where i was nice i'm like oh thank you thank you thank you base god you know (laughs) excited um so yeah that's that's pretty cool and i finally that's that's the problem with the 2ds it's definitely not as popular as the 3ds um one it all and it all it only released in um in the united states i didn't know that um it never was released in japan and I guess rumor has it because Japanese kids are a little bit more disciplined with their things. So American kids were breaking the hinges on the 3S, like the younger kids. Right. So they're like, okay, well, we'll make this one and it's a little more, you know, rugged or whatever. Um, so there are no accessories for this fucking thing. Like it's <laughs> it's so hard to find. And I'm like, fuck, I went, I went to Amazon they had three cases, but they were like, I'm looking for some little hard shell case, you know, because I'm going to throw it in my bag. Right. They just had these little fucking cloth. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not going to stop anything. 
Amazon was a no-go. I went to GameStop. GameStop had nothing for the 2DS. And then they said, we can order one for you. It's the same exact one from Amazon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, was like, I can order my own shit on Amazon. Let me know, I'm, I'm at fucking Walmart. And I just I swing over the electronics section. And they had um, they had this like case that can hold the new 3 Like everything. The 3DS, the new 3DS, the XLs, and the 2DS. And it was a, hard, a harder shell case. And it was kind of slick looking too because my 2DS is red, so I got it a red case. You know, stupid shit. But it holds uh, it holds a few games too. And extra styluses. I don't know what the fuck you need extra styluses for. But I guess if you lose it, but I mean, it fits, in, <laughs> it fits into the system. Like, why the fuck would you lose it? I don't know. Maybe that's a little kid problem. Um, see, I'm really liking it. Like I said, the screens are a little too small for me. Um... So I'm definitely going to step my game up. And the new 3DS, I guess, has a better processor. So it plays all the same games, but it, it's just a little quicker. And it, that's probably going to help out for uh, Netflix. Yeah. I'd be trying to put Netflix on there, and it takes forever to load the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. Right. But, um, you know, whatever. That's me, my 2DS, that's living cool. the dream. There you go. Yeah, I've kind of um, been trying to... Uh do a little bit more with my with my ipad um you know just doing a little more with like you know website stuff and trying to you know just use it more instead of like my laptop or my phone you know just try right. to use it for all the extra stuff because I've, I've had it for about a year now and it's like i'm like okay i gotta stop using my laptop as much i want to start using the ipad a little bit more and with comiXology and stuff like that or reading that oh speaking of which i think i said last week how i you know signed up for their 30-day trial yeah so um this week i took some time and i was like oh yeah they have uh transformers and i go oh, i'll check to see you know some of the the trans old transformer comics they had fucking was reading the first 10 issues of the original marvel version yeah motherfucker, that's old school they had that on there the only thing that sucked though was because i guess when um idw got it they got everything with the exception of anything that had a Marvel character. Now, in the first four-part issue series of the original of uh, the original Transformers, issue three had Spider-Man. Oh. So when I got to issue three, I see the, the cover with it blacked out of, like, uh, the image blacked out, and it was only, like, a summation of it. Like, you couldn't see any of the actual artwork that featured Spider-Man because that was Marvel. And then issue four picked up right where, you know, it should have and all the original artwork and stuff like that. So I was like, okay. I mean, that, that Spider-Man issue wasn't a real big deal because it was just basically, it, you know, Spider-Man in a Transformer book. Everybody's going to go check out the book, you know. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's really cool because I was like reading all the original issues, like the first 10 original issues. I was like, oh shit, I remember this. I remember that. Oh, damn, you know. So it's pretty, it's pretty tight because... Um, I'm also going to read um, Southern Bastards. I read one of their last issues, I think, a couple episodes ago when we did their did the review. But you get, like, uh, the first trade. So, like, the first, first six issues is, is available on there for free to read. So I think I'm going to check that out and kind of read it from there. And I think that's kind of what I'm going to be doing with some of my book. Some of the books is, like, looking at the trades and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's always kind of easier to read those. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna have to. How much is that comicsology thing? You get 30 days free, and after that, I think it's like 
seven bucks a month. It's like I'm gonna have to I'm I'm gonna have to see what's up with that free trial. Yeah, because um, and you get they have DC and Marvel and everybody, well, right? No, that's the thing is the big two aren't part of it, but it's every all the other ah. all the other titles. Um, DC needs to do something. I know that's you know that's that's what I was saying is like you know if DC had like a like Marvel has their Marvel Unlimited, um, which I was thinking of trying them too, um, but uh, DC needs something like that. Because I've tried. I've I've done Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's just the, it, it's. I think it's six months behind. Yeah. So, so they have like everything, but it's six months behind. And which, then you know, I mean, it's cool for like I was looking at it as like reading some older like some older events and issues and stuff like that. Which oh, you'll never you'll you'll never run out of shit to read. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like there is so much on there. You're just yeah. like fuck. But and we're talking like. 70 spider-man yeah. shit like oh shit yeah but if you're you know yeah and if you're if you're one of those people that that need like the newest right now no you're not gonna get it on that you're gonna it's gonna yeah. be behind but i mean if you just like like a comic fan that wants to like read some classic shit and and all of that stuff that's those are the things to do but that's what i was saying is like why doesn't dc have their own version because i i guarantee you so many people i would be reading all the infinite um crisis books you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and a lot of that shit. So it's like, I don't understand why they don't have it. But like, we, what did we say last week? I think it was what they're just, hey, everybody else will do it for us. So we'll just be lazy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So I think on that note, we can jump into our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing this week uh, was a gift from the heavens that came out on the internet on Saturday. Um, it actually came out Thursday night with all the midnight uh, screenings of Logan. It was a teaser trailer for Deadpool 2. So there was all these, you know, rumors that were swirling around, you know, regarding Deadpool in the upcoming Logan movie. And then they were pretty much squashed saying, yeah, there's no thing with the two of them in it, given the, the tone of Logan. But they said that there is something Deadpool related that's going to be with Logan. So people were kind of wondering what it was. So Ryan Reynolds released the first teaser trailer for the movie slated for next year on Twitter. And it's definitely a not suitable for work trailer, but you need to listen to the audio. Like <laughs> you have to listen to the whole thing. Um, not only is it hilarious uh, that Wade is trying to be the good guy, you know, and some of the extra stuff around him is pretty hilarious. But if you notice on the theater marquee, it says, you know, now playing Logan. And oh, there's a bunch of shit in the background. Oh, dude. yeah. Like um, when he, you know, after the dude gets murdered, you know, and he runs up and he's like, oh, like in the background, you see a slightly focused movie poster of Logan. But when he comes out of the phone booth, that whole wall is plastered with Firefly um, yeah. posters in there. But my favorite part is, dude, when he runs to the phone booth and you're just hearing the Superman theme as he's running into the phone booth and <laughs> and getting ready. He tries to call the costume guy. Yeah. That shit made me laugh. His ass pressing up against the, the glass. It was just... <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. Um, I, I, I died. I watched that like, like four or five times because it was just so fucking funny. And of course, you know, Ryan Reynolds being... Well, Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, what's a fucking phone phone booth doing out on the middle of the street? Didn't those go out go out in like nineteen ninety eight? Right. <laughs> I, uh, 
And to be honest, I probably could have called him on my cell phone. <laughs> like, wow. I should have just called 911. <laughs> Ooh, you got Jerry Garcia ice cream. You gonna you gonna eat that? Uh, don't answer now. Just rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, so funny, that whole old man in the sea thing at the end I was like, what the fuck was that even about? I don't know. I, I, I the whole thing didn't make any fucking sense, <laughs> but it was great. Like it was, it it kind of gave me huge hopes for the the new movie coming out too. Yeah. Like. I mean, if the new movie's anything like the first one, we're good to go. Yeah, I mean that, that's really. I, ho- I hope they have. I hope they have that same girl in it too, because. Uh, <laughs> but was, it was, and that was what's hilarious about it is that it had the same tone and tenor and just everything of of the the first movie, and you're watching, it, you're like, oh yes, I'm excited, you know. <laughs> hey, great costume! Zip it, Stanley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They even had a Stanley cameo in the in fucking, fucking trailer. trailer. I know. It's like, like wow. Jesus. <laughs> Can we all just calm down for a second? You know? Right. Oh, man. So, uh, what's your one awesome thing for this week? Look, if you haven't heard about this already, you're under a huge rock. But it excited me. So, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Please do. Please do talk about it. There is a star in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We knew the star was there, but uh, it's called Trappist One. um, And or or it's called two mass J two three oh six two nine two eight dash oh five oh two two eight five. Whatever you feel more comfortable saying. uh, it's about 39 and a half light years away. So they found they found some planets around this star, and we're, we're talking some exciting discoveries. But real quick, just to kind of get it out of the way, it's an ultra-cool dwarf star. So what does that mean? That means it's tiny, and it's not as hot as our, our star is like a fucking bohemoth compared to this fucking thing. Um, it's slightly larger than Jupiter, that gives you some perspective. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking small. Um, no one cares where it's located. I'm not going to fucking say that big, long number. Um, it's So it's 39 and a half light years from the sun in the constellation Aquarius. Uh, if you if you amateur astronomers want to find it, just look it up. I'm not going <laughs> to. Jesus, what am I? Magellan? Like, I'm not going to give you a map. 187 um, mark 265. <laughs> right. So they found... Oh, thank you. A picture. Um, they found not only did they find planets around this thing, but they found let's count one, two, three, four, four, six, seven uh, Earth-like planets. So, what does Earth-like mean? Earth-like doesn't mean it's got water and there's fucking dolphins swimming around in it. It just right. means it's um, they're rocky planets. They're about the size of Earth. So, it's kind of interesting because all seven of these planets. Um, they, they're, they're since the star is so small, their um, rotation around their star is is so close that you, if you put them in the same location around the sun, they would all fit in between the sun and Mercury. Like that's how close they are. It's pretty intense. But anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so there's, uh, they're not very inventive over there at NASA, but there's Trappist One B, C, D, E, F. G and H. I don't know why they start at B. I'm sure there's a reason. 
what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> B and C are hot, obviously, because they're kind of close. But And G and H are kind of cold because they're kind of far away. The most interesting ones are D, E, and F, which are all in the habitable zone um, of that star, which means um, that liquid water can be present on those planets. However, it also – see, this is the funny thing about news of when <laughs> stuff like this happens. Everyone gets excited. Oh, they're in habitable zones. So they're obviously covered in water. Not necessarily because right. Mars and Venus are in the habitable zone of the sun. Um, it all depends on a, a bunch of pressure and atmosphere and, and all that other shit. But still, this is the the closest we've found to our little our little gem of a planet right. um, so far. So they're definitely all, all all telescopes are pointing in one direction right now, right. Um, trying to get some some stuff going. And we they, I know they have some more um, some more advanced. Telescopes going up into space. I think next year or later this year. I can't. The I can't remember the fucking name right, right now. But um, that can get a better, more accurate pictures uh, and see. Try to see what's in the atmospheres over there. Um, 39 and a half light years is in cosmic terms is a neighbor. Like literally right next door. Can we go there right now? Probably not. <laughs> um, but. Well, it's, Zephyr Cochran something... hasn't developed warp drive yet, so... Right. He needs to get it together, right. to be honest. Um, it's kind of cool, though. So the three planets in the habitable zone, since they're so close, like, which one's the, which, which one's the closest in size? E or F? E. E and F, really. Um, so TRAPPIST-1E goes around the star in 6.10 days. That's a year. Wow. Now, another interesting thing about these, since they are so close, they're all tidally locked. Um, our moon is tidally locked. So the same the same side of that planet. I know Steve knows what I'm talking about. I'm just kind of throwing some information out. Um, the same side of that planet is always facing its star. Right. Which makes it kind of weird because one side's going to be really fucking cold and one side's going to be kind of warm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's interesting, though. I like it. So planet mass... Uh, so oh, I guess it no, they're kind of similar. I don't know. F is one point oh four, so Earth is one in all of these numbers. Um, so the radius is one point oh four, basically the same size as Earth. Um, the mass though is point sixty eight of Earth, and then E is ninety two radius and sixty two <laughs> mass. So we're talking like. And, and I think it's cool too because we finally found planets around a star that has a fucking name, right? <laughs> Not XO ten nine eight. Like fuck, dude. Trappist one, and the, it's a trap. Jokes have been a plenty. Right. Um, fucking Star Wars shit. It's just crazy. But this kind of shit excites me. Um, I know I sound really excited, but I'm kind of <laughs> just listing off math to you. So I'm just like, hey, well, uh. If you want to know any any more like much more detailed information that we have now, just type in Trappist One into Google, and I guarantee you, you're going to get about 800 news articles. Right. The Wikipedia page is pretty dope. Like it has any math you would ever want that we know is is on Wikipedia. It's it's pretty dope. I'm looking at it right now. It has some uh it has a map of where it is and a size comparison chart and all types of shit. Well, the Wikipedia uh, pa- um, Wikipedia page is uh, linked in the show notes, so. You guys yes. will be able to check it there. Yes. <laughs> and of course, SETI. 
has already started pointing their fucking alien telescope array over there. What does it say? It says, in February 2017, Seth Sostak, senior astronomer for the SETI Institute, noted, the SETI Institute used its alien telescope array last year, 2016, to observe the Enviros of TRAPPIST-1, scanning through 10 billion radio channels in search of signals. No transmissions were detected, although new observations are in the offing. Um, I don't know why he speaks in fucking old-timey talk, but (laughs) uh, the... So, yeah, of course, SETI's going to be like, oh, these are roughly Earth size. Let's point all our shit at it. So it, it just sh- goes to show that everybody's paying attention to this one star right now. It'd be funny um, if, like, you know, SETI and them pointed their telescopes and they just found a bunch of aliens giving us the bird. <laughs> right. <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> Do not bother us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's it's definitely something uh, to keep our eye on. Not my Earth. I have. <laughs> <laughs> not my Earth. <laughs> becomes a fucking political thing right uh but yeah that's that was my one awesome thing so that's always cool all right um yeah i know so i I mean i'm still like where are the fucking you know the uh rigels and the um you know vulcans and you know all of those planets you know tattooing the coolest thing for me about the trappist one discovery is that every year we seem to get closer and closer like it, it just it, i don't know to what but we just we keep moving <laughs> forward like we found we find cooler and cooler shit yeah you know because it, it, when they first started finding planets it was all gas giants which it's cool to find but they're not exactly that interesting <laughs> you know and and then now we're finding rocky ones now we're finding whole planetary systems it, it just it it's just going to keep getting better. And one you know, day they're going to one day they're going to point the telescopes and they're going to start hearing like oh shit the klingons we found the klingons. Fuck. <laughs> I knew Star Trek was real. <laughs> no, they're going to they're going to point the telescopes out and they're going to hear it's been a long road. <laughs> 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 oh man, it, or they're going to point the telescope they're going to hear dun 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 it's a board cube. <laughs> Jet <laughs> season five already. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, I think it's time we jump into some headlines. So, in entertainment headlines, uh, so for those of you that aren't familiar with Donnie Yen, and if you're not, the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and if you saw Star Wars Rogue One, uh, you definitely saw him in there. He was one He's with also the Force. IP man. Yeah, IP man. He was one with the Force, and the Force was with him. Um, yes. And uh, he was also in uh, this one. Nobody really saw here in the states. Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Um, but uh, Donnie Yen's star has been uh, on the rise as. Uh, in the states, anyway, because it looks like Neil Morton's uh, original films—they're they're responsible for the Fast and Furious franchise—is going to start a new feature film entitled *Sleeping Dogs*. And yes, it is based off the Square Enix video game. Um, he is going to be playing the lead in that movie, which, if you've played the game, it's basically Grand Theft Auto with a storyline and uh, in, set in Hong Kong. He's really what that it's a it's a fun game. I love that game. Um, yeah. And uh, 
I, I had the original one on the PS3 and then I got the, um, the, uh, definitive edition when they did it for the PlayStation four. Um, so, you know, he started off as a fight choreographer and then eventually became, you know, IP man. Uh, he seems to be doing really well because, uh, he's like beloved in China even before Xander Cage premiered there, Paramount was putting him in front of the marketing. Like if you look at the um, the link in the show notes, links it to Deadline, and you can see the actual Chinese um, uh, posters. He's in front of Vin Diesel. Like <laughs> they marketed it well <laughs> to that dude. Like nobody's gonna come out for Vin Diesel. But Donnie Yen, probably. Um, so... Yeah, the movie is based on the video game uh, set in Hong Kong and focuses on martial arts, fighting, racing, boat, boats, chases, all that while shooting as well. So uh, there's no, you know, date as to when the movie is going to be released or, you know, even if there's even a script. But Donnie Yen is going to be bringing Sleeping Dogs to the screen. That I'll check out because, I mean, to be honest, I, I know I'm jinxing it by saying this, but it's really very little much that you could fuck up with that game or with that adapting that to a movie because he's trying to bring down the triad he's an under, he's, well, a, he's an undercover cop trying to bring down the triad i mean there's really not a whole lot to fuck up i there. also thought there wasn't much to fuck up with the doom movie but <laughs> but i see what you're saying because it because it's if you really look at it, it it's your typical it's a John Detective Woo movie. Story. It's a John Woo yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Right exactly. The, the, the Sleeping Dogs has been made about 700 times. It's just been named right. something else. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, so, and anything with the triad in it is usually pretty dope. Yeah. Because there's a lot of fucking martial arts and shit. Yeah. And if you got fucking Donnie Yen in that bitch, you're getting that official martial <laughs> arts. Like, that dude is the creme de la creme. If you've never seen the IP movie movies, IP man movies, yeah. they're on Netflix. Watch them. Like they're subtitled, but dude, the fighting <laughs> scenes are oh, so good. Well, that's what that's what really brings those movies together. It's just the it's just the choreography in those fight scenes. That's really what it does. They're kind of funny too. Like they're the, well, they're comedic in a lot a lot of ways. Yeah, but yeah, that but you know it, it's really when you're looking at those, that's what you're really looking at. So, just love it. Just love it. Hmm. Anyway, I'm happy this guy's doing well. <laughs> I am. Me um, too. I am genuinely happy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something interesting that I'm actually a little excited about. Um, YouTube is rolling out a new live television service called YouTube TV. Uh, the service is set to stream content from the big four networks as well as ESPN, regional sports networks, and dozens of popular cable networks. Um, YouTube also promises a cloud DVR service with no storage limits, although there is a nine-month time limit to how long YouTube holds onto your recordings. If you can't watch a show in nine months, <laughs> like, get your life together. Well, um, see, anyone the way with, my bank account works, um, it might take nine months for me to actually get to see that. Straight up. <laughs> um, anyone with a PlayStation, uh, is it View or Vu? View, yeah. View. Yeah. Um, it's just that he's trying to be cute. I know that's what I was going to say. It's just a cute way to say view. <laughs> Anyone with a PlayStation view subscription will recognize many of the features and channels offered by YouTube TV, but YouTube also promises YouTube red original programming and six accounts per subscription, allowing three concurrent streams at a time. That's dope. 
because yeah. it's it's not because we had um ah oh, what is that fucking streaming cable service <laughs> uh pick one Fuck. <laughs> no there's the, the big one yeah i can't i can't remember what it's called right now but we had it and it was it was about 35 dollars a month which is how much uh youtube tv is going to be by the way um and you could only use it on one tv at a time oh yeah See that's like, a, that, that's the thing with view. Like I've been, I I've been talk, telling Adam and um, that I've been looking at um, other sources of television as opposed to just you know the cable companies. Um, but that's the thing. Like with PlayStation View, I think they give you three. Like you can look yeah. at three at the same time, which is which is only one is ridiculous, yeah. dude. I mean, unless like, I'm not you paying know, that if, kind of money. I mean, you're t- you're talking about a TV. You know, if you have one TV that has like you know that. Is right. in your whole house. I mean, come on. You probably got rabbit ears on that bitch too. <laughs> so YouTube TV <laughs> is priced at thirty five dollars a month, and you can't subscribe yet because it's not a, it's not really out yet. <laughs> um, but it definitely looks cool. So real quick, uh, they do have an infograph with all the um, stations that have been announced. Right. Um, and we have ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, The CW, Telemundo, ESPN one, two, and three. Um, CSN. Fox Sports, FS1, and FS2. I don't know. Oh, those are the additional Fox Sports networks, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. NBCSN. I don't know what that is. Um, USA, FX, Freeform, Disney Channel. Um, e, uh, ESPNU, which I think is the college one. I don't I have it on cable in like two and a half years, so I'm sorry. Um, BTN, uh, SEC ESPN network. A lot of sports, which is... Definitely something that some of these on um, these streaming services lack, so it's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, Bravo, Oxygen, FXX, um, Sci-Fi, Disney Junior, uh, Disney XD, Universo, which I'm pretty sure is CBS's Spanish network. Um, CBS Sports Network, ESPN News, Golf, uh, National Geographic Channel, MSNBC, Fox News. Yeah, I don't know why that's there. Um, <laughs> CNBC, don't know why that's there either. Um, <laughs> Fox Business, Local Now, FXM. What's FXM? Uh, that's Fox Movies. Movies? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Sprout, which is a child's network. I, I know that one. That's actually for little kids. Um, Universal HD, Nat Geo Wild, Chiller, uh, YouTube Red Originals, of course. And then the two add-on networks they have right now is Fox Soccer Plus um, for the soccer fans and Showtime. But they haven't announced it. Hopefully, they get a HBO, Cinemax, stuff like that. But see, the two, um, the two things that I, I really want to know is: do they have ESPN eight, the Ocho, um, or uh, and and why the fuck do you want to know that? <laughs> or the History Channel? Because how am I supposed to watch Ancient Aliens if I can't get the History Channel? Right. You know. Can, can I have the History Channel circa fifteen years ago? Because <laughs> that would be great. Because I'd love to learn history on the History Channel again. <laughs> <laughs> it just be so much fun, right? You know, um, I mean, History Channel now, Ice Road Truckers, and you know, Ancient Aliens, and and all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm interested in this for a couple of reasons. One, I don't have cable, so I'm always kind of like, oh, what's the what's the latest streaming service coming out? Um, also, oh, actually, three reasons. Another reason is YouTube is very good at streaming, even if you have if your connection's kind of shit. Yeah. Like it, it adjusts on the fly. Like it, it's it. Netflix sometimes just fucking tells me go fuck yourself. Like yeah, if, if I'm I, having a bad connection day. I, I was just about to say because like for me Netflix Ooh, is the worst. Uh, which one? 
Hulu. Hulu's oh, the Hulu's worst. the worst. Yeah, even on yeah. even on a good connection, they'll still fuck you up. Um, but that's the thing. Like I was gonna say, like with um, uh, with Netflix is probably. I, I mean, you have YouTube is all. Yeah, like you said, YouTube is always really good on piss poor connections or really great connections. Um, Netflix is probably the close second. But yeah, it does sometimes tell you to go fuck yourself if it, you know, if the sun's pointing in the wrong direction and it, it'll just kind of tell you to go, you know, go do that. But my, right. th- my thing is, is um, it just seems a little random that YouTube would do this. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like the, one of the things that does, does bother me is that YouTube Red isn't included. Like, yeah, it, it is. No, it isn't. I read that it wasn't. No, it's in the. It's what you get with YouTube TV, and YouTube Red's in there. Oh, because I. It's not an add-on network. Because I was reading that it wasn't in some on some articles. So, huh? Oh well. But uh, I guess I guess the the truth is out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this article but, says but, it but is. But it could. But... but it could change. You know, between now and the time it's actually right, released. Right, right. So, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you are looking like that's the one thing that keeps me from going on to uh, Sony uh, PlayStation View because. Sony has a habit of starting things and then stopping. And then then what? Um, right. You know, at least with YouTube, you got Google behind that. So, you know, they're... I mean, not to say that they have an even better track record. The track record is a little bit better than Sony's. But, you know, Google, you know. Well, Google Google does have a tracker. And we all remember Google, Google Labs. Like, I can <laughs> list off a bunch of shit. Google Wave. Uh, Google... Google, um, Google Reader. What was that? reader like so many things that they would start and then abandon um but i think i don't know i have i have a bit high hopes for this at least for at least based on the competition because they're not really competing with netflix right um because this is supposed to be just streaming te- live television sling tv was the one i was talking about it's remember oh, the name it, yeah so so if they're competing with playstation view and sling tv I I think they're gonna they're gonna give a little bit better. They need a few more channels on here. I mean, they got sports covered for Christ's sakes. Yeah, and that's but, usually um, one of the biggest things that most people are complaining. And and as long as they have the local stuff, because that's another thing too. Because if you have local teams that you want to look at, you know, you can do. But that. that's what I'm. That's another thing I'm worried about too. Because local, you'll have a lot of them. Like I think Sling Sling was like this, where it would stream me local stations, but whenever a sports game was on, I could try to catch the Diamondbacks or something, it would black it out. Mm. Because of, because of blackouts. Now, granted, baseball's really fucking bad with that. Yeah. You know, but but NFL isn't any better. Yeah. You know, so it's something. Now, the only the only thing with that is if people are, are depending on streaming TV already, they probably have fucking the MLB package for mm-hmm. that, or the NFL. I think NFL has something too. Yeah, this um, um, Sunday ticket. Well, the, yeah, but you have to have cable for that. Or no, can you get that no, separate? You can, um, I think because DirecTV is the only one that has it, and DirecTV has that Direct Now or some DirecTV Now or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so okay. I think you can get it through them. Yeah. So or Sony too, because we'll I, I think last time Sony offered it too. I think Sony had a deal with them. So see, Sony, Sony really needs to step their fucking game up because they have access to so much being Sony. Yeah. That I'm surprised they don't tap into that more and get more aggressive with it. Yeah. Like. Microsoft should not be providing me more movie choices than Sony. <laughs> right. They just shouldn't. You know what I mean? And it's weird to me. Like, Sony needs to be more aggressive with it. Um, but 
We'll see. I mean, it's something. It's something to definitely look into. So many people now are um, cutting off cable. I know. I know you, Steve. You were talking about possibly doing that pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but who knows? You yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like. I mean, I'll still be saving. You know, like a hundred bucks. You know, by by cutting the cord. But it's it comes down to right now. It's coming down to what am I mostly watching? Where? What am I mostly watching? And where? And is that available everywhere? So right. But uh, speaking about... You need to get the BBC on this bitch. That's all I'm saying. But, that's the one you know. thing that... Um, was it... Was it play, um, Sony? Yeah, I think PlayStation View has the BBC on there now. BBC America. Maybe Sony Maybe Sony owns part of it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe other Sony owns everything. When you start looking at the stuff Sony actually owns, they got their hands in a lot of shit. Yeah. Well, speaking about um, Sony and Microsoft, um, leading off in the gaming... Um, headlines Microsoft is moving into the world of Netflix style game subscriptions with Xbox Game Pass a monthly service coming this spring that'll give you a selection of games that you can download and play on your Xbox One for $9.99 a month the service will include over 100 games including Halo 5 Guardians, Payday 2 NBA 2K16 and Soul Calibur 2 quote one of the best things about Xbox Game Pass is that you can discover and download the full titles directly to your Xbox One, the official post states. That means continuous, full-fidelity gameplay without having to worry about streaming, bandwidth, or connect connectivity issues. In addition, all Xbox One games in the catalog and related add-ons will be available to purchase at an exclusive discount for Xbox Game Pass members. So you can make the games you love part of your permanent library to play whenever you want. Every month, new games will cycle into the subscription with some cycling out, giving you a constantly updating library of games. Uh, any game you buy through the service will be sold to you at a 20% discount. The alpha preview of the program be, um, began last week with a very limited number of games and Xbox Live Gold subscribers will get first crack at the program this spring. It also sounds as if the service will be available at least in part on PC. Actually, that's been redacted uh, um, since this printing. Uh, quote, Xbox Game Pass will only be available on Xbox One and Windows 10 devices, uh, Microsoft stated, while some Xbox 360 backwards compatibility compatible games will be included in Xbox Game Pass. Those titles will not be available on the Xbox 360 console via your subscription. Um, it seems that uh, let's see this is a very interesting shift away from the traditional premium gaming on consoles although the viability of this service will likely depend on the quality of the games offered for download and play every month. Microsoft has stated that 2K, 505 Games Bandai Namco Entertainment Capcom, Codemasters, Deep Silver, Focus Home, Interactive, Sega, SNK Corporation, THQ, Nordic, GmbH, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, that means those uh, Batman titles, and uh, Microsoft Studios have all signed on to uh, provide games on the service. Uh, the update to this is that the official page had been edited and removed the mention of Windows 10 devices. Quote, it's important to us that Xbox Game Pass provides an enjoyable and seamless experience, a Microsoft spokesperson told Polygon. Right now, we're focusing on launching Xbox Game Pass on Xbox One consoles and look forward to bringing the service to a broader Xbox community later this year. To me, that makes sense. Focus on the Xbox yeah. One and then go from there. To me, that's cool um, because, you know, with PlayStation Now, um, 
they are trying, but it's only PS3 games that you can you can stream if you have a constant connection. And even that, people have been complaining that you know you can have a really awesome connection and it still fucks you up. Yeah, because it's dependent on so many different things. Right. You know. And I love the fact that you can just download that shit, play it. And, you know, I know some people are going to be complaining, like, oh, when you download it, then they can just take it away. Well, yeah, because you're paying for the service. If the game cycles, that's like fucking Netflix. You yeah, know? you're not paying for the game. You're paying for access to the game. Right. Unless you buy the fucking people, But game. a lot of people get confused with access and ownership. Yeah. Like, they don't get it. You know, it, but yeah, it's exactly. It's just like Netflix. Like, you don't own the thousands of movies that Netflix has. You know, you, you now have access. It's like borrowing someone's shit. Right. You know, that's basically all it is. But yeah, once I read that you could download it, I was sold. Like, I'm definitely picking it up. Yeah, I'm definitely like, going to try that soon, like, There's so many hot games in the two. I still haven't played Halo 5. Yeah. Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, I can get Halo 5 on the arm. I'm down. And it'll be, be cool, too, like with 2K, because, like, I don't buy sport games, but I like playing them. So this would be a yeah. good way to just, like, download it, play for a little bit. Okay, I'm done. Boom. And get And, and move on to something else. And 10 bucks a month. Right. You know. That's not bad. Yeah, ten bucks is a solid price, dude. How much was PlayStation now? Was uh, it ten bucks too? I think so, but I know a lot of it. I mean, it's to me like the PlayStation now. It's like yeah, they have so many games, but they're all PlayStation Three. I want fucking older shit. I want PlayStation One, PlayStation Two games. But it's like oh, yeah. well, we well we you know we don't have the ability to do that. Oh, but you can sell them again for the PlayStation Four. How does how does Sony not have the ability to do that? But I can buy Pokemon Red on my fucking 2DS. Well, my thing is, is like, oh well, how do you? Yeah, the, like when because they mentioned that and they're like, oh well, that you know, it's difficult to do that. But yet they can resell Max Payne for ten bucks to play on the PlayStation Four. They can they can do it. They just they know that if they have the super hot classics, they can fucking they can remaster them and make way more money. I mean, look at Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Like I bought Crash Bandicoot on the PS3 before the remaster, no problem. Yeah. For like 6 bucks. Yeah. You know, they can do it, they just don't want to. Yeah. That's the I think that's the main problem with Sony is they could do so much, they just for whatever reason don't fucking want to well, at all. And and what's and god asked me 5 years ago and I wouldn't this sentence would I would just stutter trying to get this sentence out. It just seems that Microsoft really is trying to, is really looking out for the interest of the of the of the gamer. Yeah, asked me that five it's years true. ago, I would never have said that sentence. <laughs> but but like we both of us have always said, opinions can change when the, when the situation changes. Exactly. And I mean, I used to be heavy on Sony. I mean, Sony is fucking killing it. Like they 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 just seem to really give a fuck. And ah, lately, man, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they now, seem to be getting yeah, I mean, getting it, ahead of themselves. Yeah, because now you have, you know, Microsoft that, you know, well, it, well, with Microsoft, again, too, with Microsoft, you had the regime change, you know, about yes. Bomber and everybody was out. So suddenly you had, okay, we took we took down the paywall for this. And then suddenly they're like, well, and, and what really, I think what really got to them was the fact that Xbox One, PlayStation 4, kind of the same thing. You know what, yeah. what's going to differentiate yourself suddenly, and then suddenly Xbox is like, "Hey, we're going to do backwards compatibility." Oh, really? You know, <laughs> suddenly it's like, you know, um, I'm listening, and then you know that starts the uptick. And, and they've been killing that backwards compatibility yeah. shit. And I love now too; they tie it right in where 
the free games that you get with Xbox Gold, mm-hmm. every 360 game you get on Xbox uh, Xbox Gold, Games for Gold, I think is what they yeah. call it, um, the th- every three, 360 game you get is backwards compatible. Yeah. So basically now you get fucking double four games. games. You're getting four games right. instead of two. You know, yeah. and and yeah, like last month they, they had um, Xbox 360 was well, there was Borderlands, but there was also um, Star Wars Force Force Unleashed. Yeah, yeah, came yeah. out for 360. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I'm picking that up. So it, it, it's yeah, it, it's just crazy when when you're when you're doing that. Xbox is killing it. Yeah, just the way it is. Like Sony and Sony has good hardware. I don't like. I'll be real with you. I don't like the PS4's interface at all. That, like I can look. I can look past it because I just want to play a game. Right. But it's just so fucking, it's just a mess. Yeah. Like, I just don't like it. It reminds and it's funny me of to Roku. Say that. It reminds me of the Roku interface. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny I say it's a mess because if if you take somebody who's never seen the Xbox One or the PS4, they're probably going to say the Xbox is a mess. Mm-hmm. But once you start using it, it makes a weird kind of sense. And yeah. and. Because it's just tiles. It's fucking Microsoft's obsessed with tiles. Yeah, you know, so it it works. I, but I, it's the, the interface. I mean, it it's weird because it's weird that you say that because it is true. Because when I I like using my PS3 interface more than my PS4. Yeah. You know, it's just like you oh, know, it's slow as shit. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, but you know, compared to both of them, the PS4 and even every time they try to fix it, it's just still just very disorganized it just yeah it totally reminds me of the roku interface which is just complete complete shit and uh, i love how a big chunk of the ps4 controller is the touchpad that no one uses yeah. like just it just little stuff like that you know that first of all xbox has the best controller yeah and that's just a fucking fact like i don't i don't care like ps4's controller is greatly improved from the ps3 like it's still a good controller but Xbox has the best controller. Anyone saying otherwise is 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 lying to themselves. <laughs> like, or it's a fan, just a way. Or just it is. a fanboy. Yeah, just a fanboy. Like they just have a solid controller. But um, I don't know. Like I just think I I don't console game as much anymore unless you count my 2DS. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Xbox is solid. It just although my Xbox has been fucking up lately. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. Like it's been freezing and for a little bit and it's going slow maybe your memories maybe your memory's full no i cleared it out it's only half full hmm. i don't know i might try a factory reset and if it's still doing that i get you know i got that insurance on it yeah. from best buy i was going to be like give me a new one yeah right call it a day um all right so speaking of consoles as we cruise down our gaming news I fuck it. Um, <laughs> so this one of the major problems with the Switch that a lot of people are complaining about is games. Like, where are the games? Um, so any announcement of games is good. So 17 games were announced um, for the Nintendo Switch in um, a, a recent Nintendo Direct, and all these games are indie titles, which is not going to excite everyone, but it's still they're still fucking games. Um, We'll get the biggest one out of the way already. Star Stardew Valley is going to be coming to the Switch. Now, Stardew Valley is, um, if if any of you remember the Harvest Moon series, you basically, oh, I your grandfather died and you're now inheriting his farm, 
and and you not only are farming, it's like a farming sim, but then you're also um, dealing with the people in the town and stuff. Well, Stardew Valley is basically the perfect version of that. Like I've I've played a bit of it and it's it's great. It's it's basically Super Nintendo graphics though, so you got to be cool with the retro. But it's mm. it's it's a really solid uh, game. Um, and we'll just go down the list. So Steam World Dig Two, uh, Yoka Lele, which is just <laughs> fun to say. Um, which is funny because this is uh, this is this comes up from a uh, this is the right. Just read the thing. Nintendo also confirmed that the Banjo Kazooie spiritual successor, uh, Yoka Lele from Playtonic Games, the team at at which includes former Rare developers will also come to Switch later this year. Platonic previously canceled the game for the Wii U when announcing the game's release on other platforms for April 11th. I think everyone's bailing ship on the Wii U. Okay. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to fuck the Wii U. Um, another one, Overcooked Special Edition. Uh, I'm not, I mean, another big one is The Escapist 2. So The Escape is actually really, The Escapist was a popular game in this household where it's a top-down, simple graphics again, um, and you have to. The main goal is escape from prison, like hmm. you're a prisoner and you have to escape. And it, it's it's actually a lot of fun. Like there's a million. It's kind of open world too, so there's like a million different ways you can do it. Um, so sequels come in. Uh, another game, Goner, um, Dandera, uh, Kingdom Two Crowns is another big one. Um, so Two Crowns will feature a co-op mode allowing two players to work together to rule a kingdom. This one has like NES graphics though. Like all these indie titles, a lot of them just have really simple. Like I don't really give a fuck if the gameplay is good, but I know a lot of people, especially the younger crowd, is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but everyone plays Minecraft, so I don't know. <laughs> um, another one, Runner Three, Blaster Master Zero, uh, which is actually marks the return of the NES classic series. If you guys remember Blaster Master, um, that's come making a comeback. Flipping Death, okay. Uh, graceful, ex- graceful Explosion Machine, um, yes. Uh, Mr. Shifty, Tumble Seed, Shakedown Hawaii, Pocket Rumble, which is a 2D fighter featuring HD Rumble support, uh, was also oh HD Rumble is what Switch calls their fucking vibrating controller thing. Like what? What did they say in the in the in the <laughs> press conference? With the first the first announcement of the switch, it was um, it's so it's so precise. You can feel, you can pour out ice cubes in the game, and you can feel the ice cubes falling out. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that's cool, but I wouldn't lead with that, right? You know what I mean? Like, no one's gonna give a fuck. Uh, War Groove, which is a local and online multiplayer turn-based strategy title, uh, that's not gonna be great for everybody, but you know what are you gonna do? Um. So yeah, my main point is, and we see some good titles, Escape is 2 and, and definitely um, Stardew Valley. My main point is, is games are coming. And, and that was something that I was telling people at work because they were like, look at, look at the release for this year. This is bullshit. And I'm like, this list is going to fill out. Yeah. This is just what they've announced now. I said, I, I'm not saying it's going to be Xbox One level in a couple months, but it's going to fill out. They're just telling you their titles, Nintendo's titles. You know, and then once it's released, everyone else will start going, oh, yeah, we're coming out with this, 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 and this. Right. You know, so we're seeing it fill out. I do like that uh, Nintendo's giving a little bit more attention to the uh, indie scene, too, because they've always had a bit of 
issue with that. Because um, there's a lot of hot indie games. So, there you go. Right. If you bought a Switch, if you're one of the lucky 10 people in your neighborhood, <laughs> you get it before it sold out. Um, or or even got it, or, or even if you managed to get it from Amazon, because there's been, uh, I've been hearing a lot of shipping delays with that. Like they were. Nintendo know, needs to get that shit together, dude. Well, that's the thing. Like, like Amazon promised, like, oh, yeah, get it on launch day by 8 p.m. And then some people were getting emails, oh, you'll get it the next day. Or, you know, and then no reason as to what the delays were. And it's stuff not like just. That. It's not just the Switch. They do that with every version of the 3DS that comes out, too. Yeah. Every single one. It sells out first day, and then you have to wait, and then it sells out again. And, and it's are, not because these are pre-orders. Every... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, Nintendo is sloppy about this shit. And it's gotten to the point that... it they're almost like Bethesda in a way where Bethesda games always have a lot of bugs in them, but you love them anyway. So you <laughs> kind of look the other way like, Oh, it's okay. Right. You know, if anyone else did this, people would be fucking crying. Like oh, yeah. what the fuck? Oh yeah. Imagine if uh, Microsoft had this many problems. Oh God. Releasing a console be done. <laughs> All right. So moving on into comic headlines, um, a host of symbionts will take over the Marvel universe in the Edge of Venomverse five-issue series this June. The story arc spills out the events in Venom and this month's Venomized variant program and sees the return of Eddie Brock along with Marvel superheroes becoming hosts to sinister symbionts that will include dream matchups and fan-favorite creators. A Marvel press release tense, um, teases that Brock will not, will not be the only familiar character making his return to the comic. Many of you remember that uh, Eddie Brock became the symbiont's host in issue 300 of The Amazing Spider-Man back in 1988. Mm. Uh, the current, the character's current series, Venom, launched in November 2016 and featured an all-new host for the alien symbiont. Mark Gar Gargan, the symbiont's host between Brock and Flash, has played a role in the title, but the new host is one Lee Price, a former ar army ranger with a massive violent chip on the shoulder. The symbiont, who is now fully sentient and desires to do good, has found itself sub um, subjugated to Price's will, forced to perform terrible violent acts against its wishes. The five-issue series appears similar to Spider-Man event Spider Island that weaves in and out of the Marvel Spider's family uh, family of titles in 2011. In the story, Manhattan, uh, well, Spider-Verse, it was the uh, uh, story. Uh, Manhattan citizens found themselves with powers similar to Spider-Man, only learned that the great powers came horrifying side effects. Marvel Animation Vice President Steve Wacker revealed a storyline will be adapted in the new Disney XD animated series, Marvel Spider-Man. So that's kind of an interesting flip of the script where the symbiote's the good one. Right. And that's, that's kind of interesting. And that's generally what Marvel does all the time is they always have a very, a very good bad guy. And then eventually they start to clean them up. <laughs> They're like the WWE of comic books. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I, cause I did like that previous run where, they were using Venom as a weapon and he had a timer. He could only be Venom for a certain amount of time. Oh, right. Like I, I, I dug that. I read a couple issues of it and I thought it was an interesting concept. Although it was a little depressing for me. Like, cause I don't know. It just, it was very dark. 
but it was that, dark that, in a that, sad way. That's pretty you bad. Know, for like, a, like, yeah, that's pretty bad for an Irish guy. Look, and a DC fan. It is boy. what it is. It so. has to, if it's <laughs> if it's dark, it has to have some comedy in it too. Shit, <laughs> you know. I just felt bad for the dude. Like I was like, fuck. Um, yeah, but that look that sounds interesting though. I might I might check that out. Moving along. Some political news in the comic book sphere. Um, Australian comic book writer Tom Taylor has canceled his Emerald City Comic Con appearance and will not be attending any more conventions in the U.S. for the foreseeable future because of President Trump's recent immigration policy changes. Taylor made a name for himself writing Injustice at DC Comics, a comic uh, that he'll be returning to later this year when Injustice 2 launches and has gone on to write Justice League versus Power Rangers, All-New Wolverine, Superior Iron Man, and more. He also wrote the all-ages graphic novel The Deep Here Be Dragons, which has been adapted into an animated TV show. Quote, America, though no fault of most of its citizens, doesn't feel like a safe or welcoming traveling destination at this moment, Taylor said in a statement posted on Facebook. Uh, there have been reports of interrogation, phone data downloads, requests for social media accounts, returns, and five-year travel bans, and everyone from children to the elderly being detained. All of this has many people I've spoken to reconsidering or canceling their U.S. travel plans. However, there is something else which bothers me more than all this, and ultimately decided me, ultimately decided me in talks with my family. Maybe that makes sense in Australia, but I'm reading it. And I'm like, huh? Um, <laughs> and that's the idea that I have nothing to worry about. The idea that I could be let in without the extra scrutiny, without incident, without a care in the world, purely because I'm a straight white guy. Uh, no, because you're from Australia. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I agree with Trump, but it's not because you're white. It's because <laughs> it's because you're from Australia. Well, I mean, that, I, who's... I, that, there is truth to that, too. There's truth to what he's saying. But it's not like someone who's not white from Australia. They're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. We need to rethink think Australia. You know, <laughs> I don't want to happily visit a country that is in the process of denying entry. So many purely because of where they were born or what they believe. And so I won't. Uh, Taylor said that even though he's canceling his U.S. convention appearances for the foreseeable future, he will still continue to write comics for U.S.-based companies from afar. Well, of course, you're Taylor not going to cut off your bread and butter there. Yeah, exactly. That was something I was thinking about in the back of my head. Like, the protest only goes so far, right? Right. Um, Taylor isn't the first comic creator to protest the immigration policy. Industry veteran uh, George Perez, known for the in Infinity Gauntlet and Teen Titans, and best-selling artist Humberto Rom Ramos. Is it Rom Ramos or Ramos? Ramos. R-A-M-O-S. Is Ramos? Mm -hmm. um, Amazing Spider-Man Extraordinary Extraordinary X-Men have taken similar stances among others. So here's here's what I have to say about this. First and foremost, we all know that I'm not I'm not Mr. Trump over here. You know what I mean? Like I look at everything subjectively. If he does something good, yay. If he doesn't, I go I say what the fuck with everybody else. Um and it's completely his right as an Australian citizen, I would assume, um, or just as a person to not want to come somewhere that he feels is fucking up. Like, that's fine. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to just, like, I, a lot of people in the comments I've seen are saying, oh, fuck this guy, you know. No, he, it's fine. He doesn't like what something's being done, so, he, so he, he's choosing to 
abstain from coming here. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do find fault in, oh, I'm not going to that country because they do they do things wrong. However, I'm still going to collect money from there. Right. It's that's a little shady, you know. I mean, you could make an argument of well, DC Comics and Marvel Comics aren't running the country. Of course not. But you're pro. You're just showing that your protest is only going to go as far as your wallet. Right. And it 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 just you I ugh, it loses some of the message for me, and what you're trying to protest. Yeah. Like I get it. He's like, I'm not going to come here, like because. It's not right that I can come there, and it's not. I, I fully understand that, but I mean, <laughs> it, it's kind of a half-ass protest. You know what I right. mean? So, yeah, I get you. Whatever. What do you think about it? Um, whatever. Or do you even fucking care? I don't. I right. to be honest, I really could give a fuck. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's entitled to do whatever the fuck they want, and uh, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, whether I agree or don't agree doesn't really fucking carry any weight. Um, so it's kind of like, whatever, you know. I, I will continue to visit the United States. Um, <laughs> the Lazy Geeks will continue to visit the United <laughs> States because I currently live in the United States. All right, exactly. I don't know. This, this just real quick, this this um, article kind of, it kind of tickled me in a weird way because I am a United States citizen. You know, and I know he acknowledged, like, not to the fault of the majority of the citizens of that country. And I appreciate that because I'm, I'm getting tired of the everyone in America's lost their mind right. um, mantra that's being spoken. Um, it's embarrassing, if, if, if for the lack of a better word. It's embarrassing that we're, we're either so fucked up or our media is so fucked up or completely combination of the, of both right that everyone outside of here thinks we're fucking lunatics you know and mm. it sucks because i go outside i go outside every day and i take i take my it's very normal my life is very normal compared to everybody else's i take my half hispanic half white kids to the brazilian fucking jujitsu class and they right after they get out of school from being taught by their black teacher, you know, <laughs> I, that's America. You know what I mean? Everyone right. is living together. There is a small subset of America that holds on to old bullshit. And for the majority, for, for the most part, those people are either shunned or ignored. Yeah. It's just, it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? And it, yes, there, there are problems that some, some of the minorities here have, but then there's also, all my bosses are black. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th there's, there's two sides of the coin here, you know, and, and I, I'm getting tired of everyone outside of the country. Not everyone, of course, I can't generalize, but a, a big part of other civilizations um, is they've just kind of signed on to the, everyone in America is a racist lunatic yeah. and it's embarrassing and it sucks to be honest. But I don't know how Steve feels. That's how I feel. Steve um, probably like fuck everybody. I don't care. I'm I'm really I, I am. It's like I'm so over everything. It's like fuck it. You know that that's kind of what I've where where I've ended up in this whole thing is just kind of fuck it. I'm I'm tired of this. I'm done with this. Anybody that protests shit on Twitter, I don't. I I just I ignore it. Um, all I'm doing is just doing everything else. Because to be honest all the stuff that's happening right now has affected me, has not affected me one iota. 
in, that's kind of in, where my, I'm at. in my everyday world. That's where I'm at with all this political bullshit is, is I've just decided, and I kind of told my kids the same thing. I said, all you can really do is try to be the best person you can possibly be. And when someone says something that's wrong, like not their opinion, but if they say like black people are shit, like something just dumb, yeah. correct them. You're like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, be like, you're, you're out of fucking, you're out of touch, and I don't like that tone. Yeah. You know, because there have been, there was one person at my job my job is mostly young people, and, and, and let's be honest, the majority of racism in this country is from older people, so we really only have to wait like a couple more decades and, and we'll be gone. And white trash, and white trash. And white trash, of course. Because um, I've, I've experienced some of that, you know. Well, white trash, and then also just people, uneducated people, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it, racism comes from all colors. I don't want to fucking hear that only white people can be racist <laughs> shit, you know. Um the, the main, the main, I don't even know what my main point was. What the fuck was I talking about? Mm, Who knows anymore? Yeah. You know? Oh no, I just said, you. that's all you have to do is just be the best you can be and check people when they need to be checked. And that's, that's really, that's been working for decades. It's just <laughs> now everybody's freaking out. Right. You know, and it, I rem it's weird I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know, it's really weird that when I remember the nineties, it was more tolerant than now. Yeah. You know, people are starting to lose their mind, you know, like, and, and I just need well, everyone to the, settle down. The big difference now is that now everybody has an avenue to express that. Right. We right. didn't have that in the nineties. So and maybe some shit was going down in the nineties and because <laughs> I didn't have the internet, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, but. And sometimes we're it, better for it. <laughs> Right. You're not supposed this is an interesting thing. Oh, I remember what I was saying. There's one person at my job is older dude and he um we were he was talking, you know, big Trump supporter and I respect him for that. He can support whoever he likes. Um but he started going on some racist shit. And it just so happened that we were outside and everyone who was outside was white. Um though I guess he was comfortable. And um he started saying, you know, we need to make sure first it started off with coming into the country illegally is a problem. Okay. You know, I can agree with that. Laws need to be changed up. You know, stuff needs to be, you know, righted. I get it. But it slowly descends into brown people are the problem for right. are the root of all problems. And me and my uh, friend of mine, Zach quickly were like, wait a minute, you made sense in the beginning, but now you're just a bigot. So I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. And he, and he's just like, well, let's be honest, you know, they're not educated. They're pretty much fucking useless. They just do jobs that we don't want to do. And I said, or marry me, mm -hmm. you know, because my wife is Salvadorian. And um, he goes, oh, I didn't mean offense. I'm like, you're not offending me. Yeah. I was like, ignorance doesn't offend me. Like, that's the difference between me and, and most of the most of the millennials nowadays is stupid comments don't offend me because I already know the truth. Right. Now, you're just a fucking idiot. I told him straight up. I was like, you're just a fucking idiot. I, I don't I don't care that you're an idiot because that doesn't affect me. Right. So I'm just going to go home to my Salvadorian wife. She'll probably yell at me in Spanish if I don't put something away. And and I said, we have kids together too. And he didn't say anything. And I go, oh, that's probably really bad, isn't it? <laughs> he just fucking walked off. Yeah. I haven't seen him since because he works upstairs. But um, it was funny. Just because Zach and uh, another homie of mine were out says, I can't believe you didn't get upset. And I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Like why? <laughs> why is everyone upset about everything now? I know. 
you know. Now, if he would have said your wife's a whore, I might have been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, you not, while, that fucking... while I'm not going to argue that point with you, I still feel disrespected <laughs> that the fact that you said that and I'm and you're uh, you said that and you don't even know her. <laughs> and while I still it's like and while I'm still not offended by your ignorance, I'm gonna need you to take the bass out your fucking voice when you talk <laughs> right. to me. All right. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I think we should look at something that's you know, a, a, something that really truly affects us or affected us. Right. Um, pretty much last week the internet ground to a halt and servers that powered them pretty much vanished. <laughs> and the servers were part of the S3, Amazon's popular web hosting service. And when they went down, they took several big services with them. Cura, Trello, and IFTTT were among the sites affected by the disruption. Servers came back online more than four hours later but not before totally ruining the UK celebration of Awesome Day. Now, we know how it happened. In a post, in a note posted to customers last week, Amazon revealed the cause of the problem, a typo. On Tuesday morning, members of the S3 team were debugging the billing system as part of that. The team needed to take a small number of servers offline. Quote, unfortunately, one of the inputs to put the command was entered incorrectly and the larger set of servers were removed than intended. Amazon said the servers that were inadvertently removed supported two other S3 subsystems. The subsystems were important. One of them, quote, managed the metadata and location information of all S3 objects in the region, Amazon said. Without it, services that depended on it couldn't perform basic data retrieval and storage tasks. So, uh, and then in, in, in that accident, uh, taking the servers offline, the various systems had to do a full restart, which apparently takes longer than it does on your laptop. Um, you know, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that whole outage that happened last week that took down quite a few main sites. And if you try to go ahead and, um, you know, ask, uh, you know, the website, the um, website, you know, about whether they're down, that was even down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the checks and balances for being down was down. Yeah. Like everything. <laughs> everything. It's like someone fucking tripped over a cord. Yeah. It was basically. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty. How, what was the percentage? Like, dude, there was such a large amount of sites that relied on those servers. I know it was a huge. It was a huge amount of sites. I remember. It was. The, I think Wells Fargo was affected because my mom was complaining she couldn't get into her bank account. Yeah, there were there were a lot of a lot of businesses that were that were affected by it. It was one of those days that. I wasn't on my phone, so I couldn't really check until like after the news that I actually got a breath and I look and I'm like, oh shit. So it was like, yeah, huge number of services went down, which was kind of funny. And yeah. one of the websites I said to go, and if you try to go to Down Detector, you couldn't because they were down. Down Detector was down. <laughs> when Down Detector is down, that means someone divided by fucking zero. Exactly. Like, <laughs> shit, shit is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I was like, oh shit, I'm like, I was like, I was expected. I was like, man, I'm surprised you like people didn't pour into the streets and start rioting and shit because, you know, the internet's down. Oh my God. Well, it's so funny when, when my internet goes out in my house. Right. 
it's so I'll be on my computer and I'll notice the internet goes down because I have CenturyLink, so it goes down at least twice a week mm. for a short amount of time. And it'll go down and then I'll I'll just wait for it. And a few seconds later I'll, I'll hear Dad <laughs> The Internet's down. <laughs> and it, there was the internet broke and they had to come fix it. This was uh, last Friday. And um it was down for a whole day. And my kids were lost. Like they just didn't know. And and I don't have bad kids. They're not just on YouTube. They 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 read books through Amazon services, right. and they 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 just do all everything they have. They're twenty first century kids. Everything they have is online. And I told them, well, there's a bookshelf over there. And they <laughs> look at it and they go, oh yeah. And they're like, they have the my fucking daughter was so funny. She goes. They put those on paper too. I'm like, oh my god, I felt old. It's funny too because like uh, I, I can't remember who said it online, but they were like, you know, when the internet goes out, your computer still works. Like, yeah, you know, like, oh, I can't yeah, get to the internet. Told, you don't use it for anything. Told, you don't use it for anything exactly. other than surfing the net. Yeah. How much? How much does your computer actually do when it doesn't have the internet? <laughs> like, I couldn't even get into my fucking Steam games because it was pissed <laughs> off. I couldn't get it into offline mode. Right. It would just tell me my password wasn't working, and I'm like, no, asshole, my password works. <laughs> like, it was pissing me off. Oh shit. But um, whatever. So, here's a funny one. <laughs> it's funny and it's ingenious at the same time. So this first sentence, I'm going to read it, and, and before I even read past, so it's, if you were thinking about eating Nintendo Switch cartridges, please don't. Hmm. Now, before I even read the rest of it to give relevance to that statement, that's just sound advice. Like, don't, right. don't eat right. game cartridges, please. Yeah. Stop your children. <laughs> Due to taste tests by multiple intrepid reporters, <laughs> including Giant Bomb's Jeff Gertzman and IGN's Alana Pierce, Switch cartridges were discovered to have a lingering bitter taste to them. And there's actually an official reason for it. In a statement provided to IGN, a representative for Nintendo explained that the cartridges have been coated with a bittering agent to discourage owners from eating them. <laughs> Quote, to avoid the possibility of accidental ingestion, keep, keep the game cart card away <laughs> or, from young children. Or just being a dumbass. Right. Keep the game card uh, away from young children. A bittering agent, which is dead... Denatonium benzoite, yeah, has also been applied to the game card. This bittering agent is non-toxic, the statement reads. According to an early 90s U.S. Consumer Report Safety Commission report. Early, early 90s. 90s. Did it say extreme <laughs> on it at least three times? Um, <laughs> as spotted by Polygon, um, denatonium benzoite is an aversive agent. That has been used in animal repellents, nail biting deterrents, and as flavoring in placebo medicine. What the fuck? Why you <laughs> make your medicine taste like shit? Um, now that you're prepared not to eat your Switch cartridge through the console launch, oh, this is just a little advert for launching. Um, I read in a few other articles too, because at first I was like, what a dumbass. Like, who would eat that shit? But yeah. then when you think about it, like, not, not only um, small children. Because they're very small. Like if, if you've seen, oh, yeah. if you've seen a 3DS cartridge, they're about that size. You could swallow it. Yeah. Um, but also pets. Yeah. Like I, I saw that there were cases where pets died because they choked on 3DS cartridges. You know, and um, I think this is an ingenious thing. Hmm. Just throw a bittering agent on it, and you're good and, to go. But I don't and, know. And I, I want to know the percentage of drunk people 
that ingested right. it, you know, because it's, oh, you can't do it. Oh, yes, I can. Watch it. And then also, there's people, too. I'm not one of these people. <laughs> but there's people, and I see them, like those people that if they're holding something for long enough, they'll put it in their mouth, like a pen or just something. It always ends up in their mouth. <laughs> hey, <laughs> some, some of these girls got to make money somehow. Um, but I think it's good. Because Why does these, it always these, have to be a girl? <laughs> okay, these dudes need to make money somehow. Sorry. Whoever chooses it's 2017. to suck by their own... Whoever chooses to suck cock by their own fruition, okay? <laughs> there you go. They they'll they'll learn when they try to do it with a fucking switch card. <laughs> I hope they add these to the 3ds cartridges. To be honest, it's so it's just a really good idea. I'm wondering though, is it going to wear off? Like, mm. is it just a coating or is it in the plastic? Like, mm. I don't know. An early '90s safety report. <laughs> Whoa, bro. We have. <laughs> really uncool problems <laughs> oh, what, was was the did they have a video and did they did they have the cast of friends explaining it like no, they it did for that window it was cast, it was a cast of saved by the bell <laughs> like that windows video oh yeah that windows video says be fun i i still pull that up every once in a while yeah. just to laugh um but yeah, it, it, when you first, it's one of those things where you first see it and you're like, that's so fucking stupid. And then you think about it. Yeah, then when, you're you, like, take, oh, when yeah. you take that few moments and you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Now if they can only find a way for me not to lose the fucking thing. Right. I already lost my Zelda Ocarina time card for like fucking 10 minutes. I was panicking. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I'm never going to find this thing. <laughs> and now I'm also tempted to lick my Zelda cartridge <laughs> just to see if they added it. But I'm not going to do it because knowing me, I'll choke on it. I'll be on the news. <laughs> this is why we added the bittering agent. Because obviously he didn't read the early 90s safety study report. <laughs> Uncool, bro. Uncool. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, uh, I think that brings us to the end of the headlines. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um this week's discussion is uh i, I don't think we're going to take too long on it it's it's pretty pretty stand uh pretty quick um but uh it's actually two uh two things together um samsung finally um has finally uh might have finally a release date for the much anticipated galaxy s8 but the leaks keep rolling in. Dedicated leak portal slash leaks has obtained footage that gives us a close look at the Samsung's upcoming flagship handset. The video comes from Weibo user and appears to show both the standard S8 and a slightly bigger 7.8 Plus device. Uh, the footage, you can see the link on the in the show notes. The fa um, the footage seems to have been recorded in a rush, and you can hear sounds of machinery. Uh, industrial machines in the background. So um, right off the bat, you can see the stunningly high screen to basal ratio, as well as what looks like an iris scanner, both of which have been rumored in the past. You can also spot the beloved headphone jack at the bottom of the device, unlike the rumors that we were hearing that Samsung's now gonna get rid of it because Apple got rid of it. 
the video also shows the new fingerprint scanner, which has now been moved to the back of the device as a result of the assassination of the iconic home button. Unfortunately, nothing seems to suggest whether the handset will come with a desktop uh, dock that essentially turns your phone into a PC. Now, the Samsung announced at the Mobile World Congress that it will unveil the new Galaxy S8 in, on March 29th. The date was previously revealed in a tweet, um, but uh, with the device starting to uh, release in April. Among other things, the uh, forthcoming flagship is slated to introduce uh, Samsung's new virtual assistant Bixby, as well as a Qualcomm's revamped Snapdragon 835 processor, which will also power Sony's 4K screen-toting Xperia XZ Premium. So, um, you can see the images. I put them in the sh um, in the uh, OneDrive for Adam to check out, and it looks like the one rumor is that they're not going to have like a regular S8 and then a Edge. It looks like they're strictly going over to an Edge layout. Yeah, I'm not very happy about that. I don't like the Edge. I don't like how it feels in the hand. I feel like, I'm, and this is just me. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad phone. If I feel like I'm going to drop it, I don't know why. It's just too thin on the edges. Hmm. I have big fucking gorilla hands too. But it's. I mean, I guess a case could solve that. Yeah, you know. I but mean, even then, I feel like the cases that you can get for the edge phones, they don't protect the screen very well because you, they don't protect the side because they can't right. <laughs> cover the screen. Well, I mean, I've, I don't know. I've had the Edge. I have the 7 Edge, and I have a, a case for it. Um, I haven't really run into, like, major problems with it. You know, um, I've had some... It, I, I do agree that some cases for that um, kind of determine, you know, like, the protection. Like, I had a clear case that was kind of thin, and it didn't really seem to do anything to it but i did get this other type of uh um what the hell is it called this uh cublix case that actually um has a pretty thick uh boundary around the edge of the phone so even if you like slide it up against something it, it actually doesn't touch the phone um again i haven't had any problems with like screen knock on wood um you know of anything like that so but it also does give it some girth like so it does give it some weight so when i pick it up i'm actually picking up the phone and not worrying about it sliding right off my hand and uh you know into a wood chipper or something like that which would be my luck um <laughs> so so no i mean to me it doesn't look anything different than like what i have i am curious about no home button you know, because it's, you know, I mean, yeah, it's probably, it's just going to be a display button. But the only thing that, that gets me is that using the home button is sometimes good when the fucking screen doesn't work. Yeah. So that kind of makes me wonder about that. Like now we're just going to have to totally go with the on and off switch. So I don't know. Um, I mean, to me though, I mean, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, how the videos look on it and stuff like that. And my, you know, by the time this phone goes for sale and my phone gets upgraded, I'll get to see the videos and see, you know, what it looks like. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest too. Like, I I still am a Samsung fan, but after that battery thing, like I'm I'm more critical with the eye when because I I not because I'm I'm like oh fuck them they made one mistake and they suck, you know. It's just like I noticed that Samsung became the Android iPhone where you don't really think about it. You're like oh Samsung phone's coming out. It's obviously good. Well, you know, I mean, and to you be, just but to be honest though, it wasn't the whole galaxy line which is one of the things that most people were worried about no, see, it was just, it was just the line that i liked the best yeah. that was the one it was <laughs> <laughs> i'm still bitter motherfucker <laughs> i i'm that bittering agent they spread on that fucking switch cartridges bro <laughs> it's salty as fuck well obviously you didn't read samsung safety guidelines from the early 80s uh <laughs> <laughs> oh now we're going to 80s yeah yeah the one that starts with saw bra you know <laughs> this new phone is radical. <laughs> the turtles do it. The changing right. the turtles do yeah, it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. And although I am curious to see how the the I mean I've used um, on my um, on my S seven I do I have used the um, mo- the little sensor that's back there for uh, the uh, their Samsung Health where it tracks like your blood pressure and stuff like that. And you're supposed to use the back piece. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's weird though. Like it, 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 that will take some getting used to, you know, but in the end, it kind of makes sense when you're holding the phone, you know, and then having to use the scanner on there, but then it, you have to adjust which finger you're going to use, you know, to right. detect because like, Oh, well I'm right. So I use my thumb, but Oh, but if I'm actually handing holding the phone in my hand, my, index finger is the one that's going to be right there so i'll have to scan that one yeah because the position that it's currently in is is like the most convenient fucking position like yeah. the sensor or whatever yeah because it was kind of funny my my wife got a lg style stylo 2 it's like a mid-range phone mm-hmm. but it has its on and off and volume rocker on the back and where where the samsung sensor is mm-hmm and it's crazy how fucking convenient it is. Yeah. Like I'm like, why didn't more people think of this? Like, yeah. It's just so cool. And it it, it and it is cool because it will because then you can re- literally just do it all in one hand instead of having to, you know, adjust where you're you toggling. You have to do here that weird and... fucking gymnastics of the fingers <laughs> right. to do shit. It's like, it's like Twister the hand game, you know. It's like yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see what it looks like. So I guess at the end of the month we'll find out you know, how this phone's going to work out and, you know, how the, you know, how the picture's going to look. Um, but this other one is a rumor that came out last week and, and I was, I shared the, the article on our Facebook page and I kind of called bullshit on it. And here's why, uh, here's a rumor we've not heard before. According to a report from the wall street journal, the next iPhones will feature a USB C port on the on the power uh, for the power cord and other peripheral devices instead of the company's original lightning collector. Uh, the wording isn't 100% clear, but the Wall Street Journal seems to be suggesting that Apple will drop the iPhone's proprietary lightning port in favor of the industry standard USB type C connector, which is technically kind of new still. Yeah. Um, it would be an unusual move for Apple, um, which has never been afraid of pushing its own connection standards, but not co- um, completely inexplicable the company has already adopted uh, USB C's on its MacBook line 
and two standards sh and the two standards share some key uh, features, including reversibility. Um, now, I call this bullshit simply because Apple has never gone the way of using something that most people, even if it's still relatively new, that most other users have gone to. Right. Um, yeah, they basically Apple does um, research into what people like, and then they do the opposite of it, <laughs> right. and then spend a butt shit ton of money trying to convince everyone that that's actually what they wanted, and they just weren't smart enough to realize it. Right, and then you know, and then you have to buy dongles and all that other shit right, to get right, that to work. Because right. um, so one of the things that this I thought was like I don't see this happening. And if they do, I guarantee you there's going to be something to it. I mean, um, there, was a, there was a point in here at the article that it says, it's also possible that the Wall Street Journal report means that USB-C will be incorporated not into the phone itself, but into its power adapters. That would, um, that would mean replacing the USB-A plug at the end of the iPhone power cable with the USB-C, like Apple has done with the adapters that ship with new MacBooks. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. But I don't I don't see the especially the fact that the lightning port has only been around for what, like three years? You know, three, maybe over almost four years now. I don't I don't see them getting rid of that anytime well, soon. The problem the problem with the light the lightning port is one lightning is an apple, it's Intel. But the the lightning cable is fucking ingenious. But no one uses it. Like you can daisy chain devices on one cable. Yeah. Like it's fucking crazy. Like the the possibilities of that is endless, but nobody does it. Yeah. Because and and to be truthful, it's it's more of an advanced user thing. Most people don't fucking care about that. And for me, I you know, because I have an iPad which has a lightning port, and then of course I have, you know, the the USB connector for my um for my uh, Android phone. But the thing is, right. is that the lightning port is so easy to just like right into it yeah you never have to futz around with it it's not like those you know usb things where you have to try to go four times to try to get that thing which would have should have gone in the for you know right the first time when you put it in there um so you know i don't really see them giving up that because to me that just that's just not apple if they do i'll be you know completely surprised but the one thing that's been annoying me has been people talking about and um it seems that the new iphone is going to have wireless charging and they're talking about this like it's a fucking big deal. And to me, it's like, okay, I get it's a big deal for Apple people, but it's not like it's never been used before. Well, that's that's Apple's thing, though. They they talk about a feature that's been on Android forever, and they talk about it like it's never been around. And truth be told, most Apple diehard fans probably don't even know it's around <laughs> because they only buy iPhones. They don't they don't even know what's going on. But the wireless charging thing—that's old news, dude. Man. Like. What was what was the last thing they did that was old news too? I can't remember. Can't remember what it was. Hmm. Was it fingerprint? The fingerprint sensor? I think they might have been the first one to do that. I thought they were the first ones to do that. Which yeah. I mean, you know, was I think to be honest, that's probably like the last innovation that they've really done with the iPhone. I mean, changing port. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you say. Changing ports on a on a phone getting rid of the head jack that's not innovation 
you know. No, it's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. The only benefit to getting rid of the headphone jack is you can buy a case where it's truly waterproof. Right. That you'll, you'll never, or that you can make a phone that's truly waterproof too. Right. Like if you could, if you could, if you could get rid of both of those jacks and just do wireless charging, you could swim with that fucking thing. Yeah. Cause that's the reason your phone breaks with water is the jacks. But I don't know. I like that wireless charging shit though. Cause I have an, I have an older, um, galaxy six mm-hmm. and my, my friend has a wireless charging and I, I put my phone down on it and it just didn't charge. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. You don't kinda, have to do shit. It's just so it. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have, um, I have my my brother tends to like to break his char- his um, charging you know plugs, so um, I ended up going. You know what? I'm gonna get a fucking wireless charger, and um, I got the the official Samsung one with the one that actually kind of you know leans. So I got that one and I put it in the living room and it's just oh man I love just like oh I need to go and charge it and you just drop it right there and it's like whoop and then it charges. Yeah, I'm thinking about picking up uh, two of those. One for my desk at home, one for my desk at work. I was thinking because of picking the, the, up another one for work too, like put it on my desk so then I can just like drop it right there. That's always the thing that breaks is yeah. your fucking charge because you're constantly plugging and unplugging. And um, yeah, I, I already can transfer files wirelessly. I might as well transfer power wirelessly. <laughs> right. And that too, that would, you know, with the exception of the headphone jack, I mean, you could really make, you know, you know, uh, the Samsung phone, you know, waterproof, completely waterproof. Yeah, you know, but but unless Apple does it, nobody cares. It's so stupid. Like, I, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I know a lot of people like iPhone. You know, I get it. But if you can't, you can have an iPhone and like it. But if you can't agree that Apple sometimes is one of the fucking, they do the dumbest shit. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people that have iPhones and like, what do you mean? There's no more headphone jack. Like you guys are annoying. They'll still buy it, right. but they're like, ugh, like just another thing I have to fucking deal with, you know. And you I had someone at work for it and shit like that. I had I had someone at work where I kind of blew their mind a little bit. They're like, I don't know why anybody fucking cares. You just buy wireless headphones and you're fine. Now, you know why people care? Because it's this basic hu- human thing that most people still have, where I should be able to choose. If I want wireless headphones that have another battery I have to charge. Right. Or if I just want to buy a $20 pair of fucking um, skull candies and go about my damn life. Yeah. Yeah. Like Apple tells its consumers what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and most people do not like that. They don't like to be told what to do. You know, so you get an Android phone which uses all standard ports, all standard cables. And you can do whatever the fuck you want. And it's why you can do so much more with an Android phone than you can with an iPhone. And this exactly. comes from somebody, I owned an iPhone, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, I, I've never I, owned an iPhone, and I still know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I have an iPad, but you know what? Until Android comes out with something that would work well as, an, as a tablet, you know, that will last longer than, you know, one cycle. And then, okay, we've got rid of this one, and we're doing another one. You know, it's like... You know, because that's the the one thing I give Apple is that, yeah, they may change some of the, you know, little this, that, and the other thing, but they don't change much beyond that. You know, everything, yeah. is, everything is pretty much the same. And Apple, consistency, too, it, it is. And, you know, and that, you know, and that's for people 
that don't know much about technology or don't like all the bells and whistles or all the things they can, all the freedom that they have on an, on an Android and they want to go with something that pretty much does everything for them, then by all means, go ahead, get a, get an Apple device. And, and that's and really I, what it is. Cause I've seen, I've heard some Apple people talk about Android and they complain about the choice. Yeah. They complain that there's a bunch of launchers to choose from and that they, there's so many different ways to customize the phone because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They, they're not, and that's why the majority of people who use iPhones are not tech savvy. Yeah. There are tech savvy people who use iPhones, but the majority of them, they don't know how to install an antivirus on their computer. Like they're that kind of people. Right, exactly. You know, so they just want a device that's going to let them do their fucking Snapchat and just be done with it. Yeah. Which Android can do too, but whatever. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's neither, a whole other argument. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. So, all right. So I guess on that note, we jump into our final segment, uh, douchebags of the week. So, my douchebag shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody. Uh, an Alabama theater is scrapping plans to show Disney's live action live action Beauty and the Beast after catching wind of the remake's inclusion of a gay subplot. The film's director, Bill Condon, told Attitude magazine that uh, this week that Josh Gad's LeFau or LeFoe will be questioning his feelings for antagonist Gaston, played by Luke Evans. And to be honest, it's Luke Evans. I don't care who you are. You'll be questioning your feelings for for that particular guy. I'm uh, looking it up now. <laughs> uh, Luke Evans. I Yep. I got it. <laughs> you, yeah. you understand it, right? <laughs> He's a very handsome man. Yes, LeFou is somebody who, on one day, wants to be guest, um, wants to be Gaston, and on the other day, wants to kiss Gaston. He's confused oh. about what he wants. Condon says, before noting the film concludes with a nice, exclusively gay moment. Gaston said that, or Gad said that he is proud to be part of a milestone. Telling USA Today, what was most important to me was taking a character that is wonderful and so iconic, and is defined by cartoon conceits in the um, conceits in the original movie, and expanding on that, giving him dimension and making him human. Thus far, critics are divided over the implications of Disney's first gay character being a comedic sidekick who dotes on the film's straight villain, as seen in early snippets of the musical number Gaston. However, it's already enough to prompt Alabama's Hanagar Drive-In Theater to nix Beauty and the Beast from its lineup, citing its homosexual elements. Hanagar's owner said the announcement on in a Facebook post Thursday, when companies continuously force to view on um, their views on us, we need to take a stand. We all make choices and I'm making mine, the owner wrote. If we cannot take our 11-year-old granddaughter and 8-year-old grandson to see a movie, we have no business watching it. If I can't sit through a movie with God or Jesus sitting by me, then we have no business showing it. The post can continues i guarantee you i can find a million movies they've played that you wouldn't want god or jesus sitting next to you while watching <laughs> oh i'm sure guarantee we, it we are first and foremost christians and we will not compromise on what the bible teaches us if the hollywood reporter's review of the film is any indication there may be more pushback ahead rabid red state homophobes uh, may be incandescent um incandescent with fury critic um leslie ferberin wrote to see how things end up with foul in the finale, the Huffington Gay, ha- um, the Huffington Gay, the Huffington Post <laughs> has reached out for the drive-in theater for further comment. So yeah, first of all, 
first and foremost, who fucking cares? Right. Because it's just some drive-in theater in Alabama. Like, first of all, it's in Alabama. I don't know why anyone's shocked. <laughs> but I just think it's so dumb. Like, look, truth be told, yes, it is his choice. He doesn't have to play the movie. Right. That's kind of how the free market works. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to do it. So I, if it's dumb, I mean, we can have opinions on it, but there's no law on the books that is going to force him to put that movie on his screen. Right. It's, just, it's just not going to happen. But the funny thing is to me is that um, he people always use that. The People like this always use that. They're forcing it down our throats. They're forcing us. They're not forcing you to do anything. Right. Like you're basically policing the movie because you feel everyone's too stupid to make a choice. Right. Like you're taking Beauty and the Beast. Out. Look, I'm probably going to take my kids to see Beauty and the Beast. I don't fucking care if there's a gay character in it. Yeah. Because my kids aren't stupid. And you know what, Josh? Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. You know? Yeah. Truth be told. Yeah. Um, I don't – I really don't understand the whole – we can't show our kids anyone who's gay because they'll turn gay. I mean, see, seriously, unless, you know, it opens up with, you know, you know, that dude mounting Gaston, you know, Gaston or, you know, uh, homosexual orgy going over or, or the first shot is him sucking Gaston's dick. I mean, <laughs> what you know, it's like. But even then, that's that's just as bad as a heterosexual sexual thing going on on TV. Right. Or on the movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just so stupid. Like. I mean, unless it's a homosexual orgy, then I don't really think that it's, you know, that it's like, going, okay, you may want to think about that again. But, you know, it's like, I mean, come on. I think I personally it's, it's think part I'm of our raised, lifestyle. It's part I of personally our think it's part of our lifestyle, not part of my lifestyle, motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, like you don't look at at, um, at, at Commander Riker and, and think a little differently. Maybe 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, but um, <laughs> it, it, this story, I was reading this um, when was yesterday, I think. And um, it reminded me of something like, because I, I think this is, if you can't bring your 10 or 11 year old, blah, blah, blah. It always makes you think of my kids. And, and I remember this moment where I was, the kids were all sitting at the dinner table and they were talking about a kid at school. And they were t talking about how he was good on the soccer team because my my daughter's on the varsity soccer team and i was like oh yeah he's really good he can run real fast blah 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 and i guess this kid has two moms you know it's a lesbian oh, right. marriage or something not technically marriage because i live in arizona but oh no 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 yeah i guess they could be married now i forget they passed that law um but so it's a lesbian couple whatever all of my children including the six-year-old and the other ones they all talked about it like it was normal no yeah. issues you know, and I'm like, I'm doing something right. I'm not raising bigots. Like, good for me. You know what I mean? Because my kids have asked me, like, the you know, kids are curious. They go, why isn't it supposed to be a man and woman? Well, I was like, well, some people are, are attracted to the same sex. It's it's their business, so mind yours. It's basically my general, you know, don't worry about it. There's nothing wrong with it. Just go about your life. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to be asked that question, and there's a time and place for that, and in which case, it's usually college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like my, my son, my oldest son, Colin, he's only 11, but he's he likes to sing and dance, and he's probably going to be doing acting and stuff. And, you know, he and because of that, he watches a lot of videos uh, with – 
singing and dancing in it. So sometimes he can come off a little feminine, you know, whatever. But I've had people ask me like, oh, what if your son turns out gay? One person who asked me that was my wife. Hmm. She goes, what would you do if Colin turns out gay? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think I'll just carry on with my fucking life. (laughs) I don't fucking care. I said, in this hypothetical situation, is he happy? If he's happy, I don't fucking care. Yeah, that's that's the same thing. Like I've, I've I've been asked, like, well, like, what if your brother was gay? And I was like, and I just First stare, at, I just stare at him, and then they're like, well, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, that was a real question, because it's yeah. like, it's like, um, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't. It's like, um, I don't know, like, love him the same. I'm not sure where you're going with this, you know? Right. Like, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, and the sad, the sad thing is too, and and I and I mean no offense, as as with anything I fucking say, but when I lived in LA, I saw it mostly from the the Hispanic the Hispanic community, because my my kids are half Salvadorian, so I'm interacting a lot with uh, Hispanics, especially at my wife's church over there. And they are a lot of homophobes. Oh yeah. Like I was like, what the fuck? And maybe it's because of the religion aspect, of course, but, um, yeah, but that, 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 and that, but that goes like two ways. And, and my brother had a conversation and I had a conversation about that. It's like, yeah, but the thing is, is that there is, there is the religious aspect, but there is the human aspect. And the thing is, is the, the the homophobes use the religious aspect as a reason to hate on them when yet in the religious aspect it's to love them yeah it's just a scapegoat oh yeah totally totally and truly it sounds so stupid but 99 percent of the people who hate gay people are because they think it's icky or they are themselves or they are their closet yeah you know and then they hate themselves right like I've said it before and I'll say it again and it sounds mushy, but love is a little too hard to find yeah. to start nitpicking. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like just let people be, man. Yeah, they ain't hurting you, they ain't hurting yeah. then let them be. Yeah, it's like I hate gay people. I really hate that. <laughs> I got called I got called a fucking homophobe once because they asked they're asking these probing questions. And it was this this dude this gay dude. And he's like he's at my do I still work with him? No, he doesn't work there anymore. He goes, so I have a question for you. I ask everybody this. I'm like, okay. And he's like, what do you feel about two gay guys having sex? And I go, it's none of my, my business. <laughs> I, whatever. You know, don't do it in front of me. I'd rather not watch. Right. You know, he's like, why wouldn't you want to watch? I'm like, I don't think I want to watch anyone have sex. Like, I, I'm cool with it. You know, Except the porno for video. those two over there might be interesting, right. but, you know. <laughs> right. So then he asked me, what do you think about two girls having sex? And I'm like, still not in my business, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> right. And he's like, see, because you're a fucking homophobe. I was like, no, oh because God. I'm a heterosexual male. Right. I'm attracted to women. <laughs> so if two, now you just got two for the price of one going on. Right. You know, like now you're just giving me two things that I think are attractive. Right. You know, it, it's, that's you're just dumb. Like that doesn't make me a homophobe. I don't. I'm not attracted to men like you. I don't want to watch them fuck. <laughs> two, two, two women is like asking me, "Do I like meat and potatoes?" I mean, that's right. What you know? That's American. <laughs> <God damn. No. laughs> I just I don't I don't get it. Like, and and there we have a couple. Like I think three gay dudes. For some reason, a lot of gay dudes have the they really feel like they have to make sure you know they're gay and i get it you know when you're a minority and 
you feel like people are cheating you out of things. You really want to be like, hey, fuck everyone. I'm gay. Right. You know, and you know, it's whatever. You know, whatever makes you happy. Um, this one dude, uh, Brandon, I work with, a bit flamboyant, and he's kind of funny. Um, he'll say off-color shit, you know, about – like he always has to make the joke about being him gay. Right. You know, and uh, <laughs> he's and the only one who doesn't really do it is me. Like I'll laugh with him. Like he said – um. I said, uh, fuck this guy, you know, or fuck guys like that. Because uh, we're, there was like, we we're talking about like, uh, bullies, like big butch bully motherfuckers. Right. And I like, fuck dudes like that. And he's like, no, I'd rather than fuck me. <laughs> and, and everyone in the room kind of goes, huh, huh, huh. and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of gave a fist bump, you know right. what I mean? Because it's funny. Right. People are so uncomfortable, oh, yeah. you know, with sexual, I think they're uncomfortable with sexuality in general. Yeah. You know, people people like to joke about oh, I'd fuck that bitch, you know, stupid stuff like that, but when it really real sexuality, it's taboo. People don't want to talk about it. Or they don't they I'll they, they don't because they don't know how to react, how they're supposed to react or Exactly. And it's just like You just... know how you know how I'm supposed to react? Any way I fucking feel like. <laughs> right. So that's why I go about my life happy and carefree. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I honestly think too, like I never I never had a problem with gay people, but I, I feel like living in LA opened my eyes a little bit to it, the normalcy of it. Yeah. Like, like, cause it, in Arizona, <laughs> like I, yes, I grew up in, in Massachusetts when I was younger, but I was too young and it was the nineties. So it wasn't like it was all over the place. Homosexuality was still not talked about as much. Ellen was just coming out, you know? <laughs> um, and I live in LA as an adult and it's so not an issue there that it kind of makes you like, oh, okay, well, who fucking cares then? You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing LA's got right, is just the, <laughs> the equality bit of it. Like, there's the people that don't like it, they do. They talk about it behind their house doors, yeah. and that's how it should be. <laughs> like, you can have any opinion you want, but if it's going to hurt, if it's going to be a fucking dick opinion, say it in your house. Or you, people are going to call you a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this this one I have, it's kind of interesting because when you really think about it, like after I read it, really think about it, and you don't know who's the bigger douchebag. Like it's it's weird. So a Milwaukee kindergarten teacher has been placed on leave after she reportedly used a Ouija board in her classroom. I also never understood how this how O U I J A is Ouija. <laughs> It's the English but, language. It never makes sense. Whatever. Milwaukee Public Schools removed the unidentified teacher from her classroom Tuesday night after a parent complained about an incident uh, that happened Friday at Zelbaki Elementary. The teacher used the board as a prop while telling a scary story, according to WISN12. Um, the complaining mother, who also wasn't identified, told the station her five-year-old son was having or has been having nightmares since then. He's scared now to go to bed at night, to be in the dark, anything alone, she said. The mother complained to the teacher who explained how she used the Ouija board in an email, quote, the kids have been asking for a scary story and I got the board and moved the paperclip to answer some of their questions. They asked about scary characters in movies. I did not say they were spirits. It was all done in fun. I understand your concern. It was silly and I'm sorry and I will take the board home and this won't happen again. The teacher added that the Ouija board has been in the classroom since October. 
Uh, Milwaukee Public Schools did not immediately reply to a request for comment uh, from HuffPost. Depending on the outcome of an internal investigation, the teacher could come back come back on the job. Either way, the complaining the complaining parent is satisfied with the outcome. The mother told WISN 12, saying that maybe the teacher will think twice about her actions in the future. In 2012, a different teacher in Bloomingdale, Florida, got in hot water under similar circumstances. Parents complained that she brought a Ouija board to a reading class as a prop. School district officials said at the time that the teacher has been cautioned to consider the type of reactions the parents might have after, or I'm sorry, might have about what she brings into the classroom. To be clear, Ouija boards, just for those who don't know, Ouija boards supposedly allow communication with dead spirits, but there's been no evidence proving that. Um, rather, so and movies don't count as uh, as uh, as proof, <laughs> especially really horrible movies that only take place in a fucking dining room. Right. <laughs> um, some investigators believe using a Ouija board might allow some people to connect with their unconscious mind, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Um, so the reason why I said I don't know who's the biggest dude, I know who the biggest douchebag is in the story. When it, you have to, when I'm reading this, <laughs> reading through this, I'm thinking with an atheist mindset. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's a prop for a story. You know, who fucking cares? You know? But then thinking a little into it. She's a teacher. She needs to be a little bit more sensitive to everybody's belief systems. Um, especially after I read five-year-old. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, that's a little fucking young. Like, I thought we were talking at li- at least middle school. Right. But, like, these children are nothing but imagination. Right. You know, they're going to believe anything the teacher says. You know, so it's, yeah, it was stupid. Like, it, it was dumb to do. You know, and um, I have to say, though, and, and another part that got me to respect the parent more was once the teacher was punished but there's a possibility she'll come back to to work the teacher the parent was like you know what i'm satisfied yeah like she just needs to be more mindful of what she's doing and i was like okay you know that's cool it's funny though because um we were buying board games because <laughs> my kids and i played board games and i go "Ooh, we should get a ouija board we could joke around with this and stuff because they're cheap like ouija boards are like 10 bucks and um which is over overpriced right because they don't do anything um and my wife, though, with her cute Christian self, was like, you're not bringing that into my fucking house. And I go, what? It's, it's nothing. It's made by Milton Bradley, for Christ's sake. Like, it's right. not. And she's like, nope. She's like, don't even show it to me. And then I chased her around the toys. As, as, a, as a proper husband, right. I chased her around the toys. As, the an, toy adult, as an adult would do. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. I think we've all used one. At one point, yeah. joking around. Um, I remember I used one when I was a kid, and I was moving it and saying, "Oh, it's moving!" <laughs> and I was spelling shit out. Yeah. All my dumbass friends. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like one of my friends, like we'll say his name's Mike, because I can't remember his name. Now. I was like, "Mike, go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "This ghost is a dick." <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, but I have heard that too. That um. The reason it moves sometimes, like, and the scientists were saying that it's, um, it's actually you answering your own questions because you believe it's going to move. Right. So, so you subconsciously move it. Right. 
there was a whole study done and they were tracking people's fucking brain waves and shit. And they were showing that the brain waves indicated that people were physically moving their fucking hands. You know, so right. I was like, okay. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, to be to be honest, yeah, I think it's a little bit of the the, the teachers' fault for showing it for young fucking kids. Um, That's weight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the, they're too young to know the difference between you know reality and fantasy. So yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, if she was trying to like, okay, let's all gather around and try and do that, that's even worse, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, well. I think that is it for this 250th episode of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Please rate and review the show. Please review the show on iTunes. This this helps us out. You can also catch our back catalog if you check out uh, check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as thelazygeeks.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or search us out on Twitter and Instagram by searching the Lazy Geeks one word. You can find links to all all um, of our social media hubs on our site, thelazygeeks.com. As for me, um, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, one word, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagedgeek.com. And I am on Twitter at sapientlg. With no Ouija board. With no Ouija board. So it's safe for your children. <laughs> right. You know, well, actually, it probably is still isn't safe for your children, <laughs> right. but because I beat kids' asses when they, <laughs> they, act, they don't act right. With Ouija boards, I beat them. With Ouija boards. <laughs> um, also, want to throw a shout out um, to Amador because he hit us up on our Facebook page and said if you could please throw him a shout out because he's moving right now and he really hates life. So. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime you're moving that just sucks <laughs> so yep. you got so much shit to do so our, that is it so be sure to tune in on friday for our episode the away team podcast where we're in episode 31 which is going to be the outrageous alcona and um and that is it for this week so until next time peace out <laughs> This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.